On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which, when translated, is Peter. Tell me, did we did they read this part? I'm gonna read this to you. Tell me if you did read this, okay? Because this is really important. It says verse 35 of John 1. The next day again John was standing with his disciples. See that? So they did, and he said, Behold, the Son of God, and they followed Jesus, the Lamb of God. What did I say? Great. Tonight. Y'all, I want to talk to you about evidence of a Christian attitude, okay? Um, when you think of Christ-centered, I want you for a moment to imagine that we're looking at target, you know? We've got different layers for the target, right? But eventually, at the center of the target, you got some red, right? So, the red is the most important part of what we're talking about. This center. You kind of take that imagery, maybe for a moment now, imagine like a bicycle wheel too. <laughs> Getting a bunch of, right here, have this bicycle wheel. At the center of that bicycle wheel is the most important part, the hub. And it connects to all other aspects of that circle, right? Okay. 
times. And so I'm excited to just talk more. Let me pray for you, okay? God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, uh, give me a Christ-centered attitude about this talk. And would open ears, open minds, so that all these kids might meet very clearly, understand what he is name I pray. All right. So, first, Christ Center attitude or evidence of Christ Center, I want to show you, is this a humble view of self. A humble view of self. Look at, we're just going to look at a couple verses. We're not looking at the whole. But I want to focus on John 1.20 for this. When all those Pharisees came to John, asking him, are you the Christ? Meaning, are you the person anointed by God to be our king? Set us free. Are you the one who is the person to ever walk on this John, is that you? Most people, if you ask them, hey, are you the most important person to walk on this planet? What do you think they're going to do? Yeah. But John doesn't do that. I love this word right here. It's said twice. He confessed. He confessed. Like think of somebody who's on a witness stand and little do you know that they actually committed thing they witnessed. But all of a sudden some just compels them. I did it! I confess. I confess. Some just urges them to say it, confess to it, and here's John. Ask. Are you it, John? John, are you it? <laughs> John, how do you feel? Funny. Uh, you're the dude. John, this John is. I, he is not the dude, little t, or big t. The he's a little t, the dude, right? But when John the Baptist heard it, he confessed and did not deny, but confessed, like. Different John, author who wrote this, trying to get the point across. The dude was like, I'm not him. No, 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 no. Don't look at me. I am not the Christ. And I want to say this to you tonight, as your youth pastor. I'm not your king. Okay? I am not your master. You hope you will obey me when I do tell you to do good things. I'm not your special wisdom for every answer. I will help you as best as I can, but my most important issue is so you can do everything. Jesus is I cannot be your Savior, and you can't be anyone else's Savior either. Okay? So here's what I want to... In- Encourage you to do. These are what I call actions. Everybody say action. Number one, recognize your true. Have the ability. You're not what people need. That's Jesus, not you. 
Recognize your true limits. Second, always try to by your own desires. Here's what that means. Someone comes to you with a problem and you have had an opinion about that problem about it for the longest time. You are just you are just hungry for them to do what you want. Do what you think. You need to murder that desire. That is not what they need. They need to know Christ. So that means you're like putting yourself. So this is going to look different for you. We'll talk about it in grow groups. So recognize your true limits and always try to crucify your own desires. This week. I've had to do that. God even convicted me. So, I got to do it too. So that's a humble view of self. The second thing, evidence, superior, superior view of Jesus. Meaning when you look at Jesus, you think, You have a humble view of yourself. You know you don't. You are obsessed with it. Let's go to the next slide. This is the verse that I says the next day he saw Jesus coming toward John sees Jesus coming. Guys, John's in the middle of a sermon. Like telling everybody, repent. Hey, come come swimming with me. Like he's on the swim team. Duncan people. Comes Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God. Point. Was it Jesus? He's like, dude, you've been looking at me. Hey, guys, stop looking at me. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. God. He takes away the sin of the world. Jesus has come with a mission. He knows this. You can know this. And then he even says this. This is he, I said, after me, after my ministry, comes a man, ranks before me. Like, John might be a lieutenant, but Jesus is the admiral. He's like, his rank is so much higher than me. Because he was before me. He telling everybody, Jesus is God. John is older than him. So Jesus' role in history is infinitely superior to mine. He is the Lamb of God. Jesus' position of importance is superiorly, superiorly greater to mine. He is way more important than me. Jesus' nature, who, what He is, who He is, is superior to all others. God. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. Everybody say action. There we go. Number one, 
ranking. Not just is, but is to. Guys, I'm circling it on a different location. Not there. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Race all. Okay. I'm going to circle. Yeah, there we go. Second. Regularly remind yourself that Jesus is owner and master of all. Oh, what is included in that is little tiny. I was crying earlier and I cry out of my nose. Let me alone. There's Jesus. So here, look at that. And Cross. I don't know. Recognize. Are a part of that. He's your master. Okay. So you need a superior view of Jesus. Lastly, and I, th- I think this applicable. Next up here. Are you guys still going to high five me when you leave? All right. You ready for the last one? Here it goes. You need a Christ-exalting influence. All right, let's define these words. Exalt means to lift high. Bring it up. So when you say Christ-exalting, you're like lifting up Jesus. When you think of the word influence, there are are like little, not little people, for life. God has placed friends from school. Thank you. Like, like for John, it was his disciples. There are people in your life that you have influence over. Like, look, little blue circle. That's your circle of influence. You got to look at this. Like, here's you. Green, you. Like green, you. Your eyes, you're looking at that. See? You're looking at that, but you know what lends you? It's a Jesus. I gotta get Jesus up in this. <laughs> I get, you gotta get Jesus all up in this. <laughs> Guys, this is what we're talking about. All the relationships you have, God has given them to you. Look at what John, see about John. John again standing with two of his disciples. You got the scripture on there. If you want, just do this. Like you gotta recognize that's how I study the Bible. Look at two of his disciples. I had to look back. These are dudes that are devoted to following on. A disciple, when you call someone a disciple, I'm Aaron's disciple. I would follow him up every morning. I'm at charter school. Gillian would be in the car looking back. Caleb stalking. Like, a disciple would follow his every And you know, so many people get a following. Got, got, uh, Peyton Manning. 
Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, are you watching the news about football? People aren't talking about football, they're talking about Taylor Swift. I know, thank God. Sorry. But, but here's the deal. They're now, t- guys, get this about Taylor They are now talking about being able to sway the next president because of her influence. Guys, yeah, she's going to be president. I don't know. But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. That's a bad Everybody has a following. They're watching you. That's creepy, right? But here, here's the deal. Like, John, John was like, John the Baptist was like Taylor Swift today. And here he is, he's not going and telling people to go watch football, he's telling people his followers. He's saying, stop following me to every concert and start going to Jesus' concert. That's a big deal. People don't just do that. You'll never hear Taylor Swift say, stop coming to my concerts because that artist is way better than me. Only person who would do that is probably Kanye or someone else. See, that's using influence to point to Jesus. Hey, we're not talking this. Y'all talk at the Super Bowl party, okay? Because none of those teams are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true, but I'm going to say it. Um, so look, look, look. He's got his disciples. He's got his followers that are dedicated to him. You know, they would probably bring him food. Like, dude, crazy. I mean, they would, they would call him rabbi. All right, look. He looked at Jesus. John looked at Jesus as he walked by. There's John with his guys, his posse, but the gangsters. And then he says, Behold, look, Lamb of God. And what do they do? What does it say? The two disciples heard him. They heard John. They heard John. John tell them to not look at him, look at Jesus. And then they followed Jesus. Guys. <laughs> this is someone with a Christ-centered attitude. They get it. It's about them. They recognize their own limitations. That wasn't their purpose. And say, that was recognized. I hope you recognize that. Here's what I would tell you to do. All right, everybody say action. action. All right. Yeah, it hurt my hand too. Number one, recognize that you have influence. Ever? Some of you guys have influence sports. Some of you have great record in archery. Other archers are going to look at you. Some of you are getting up on this stage playing music. Some of you 
are honestly sharing Christ with people and other people are looking at you and you've got to recognize kids that are younger are looking up to the older high schoolers you've got to influence number two crucify your desire to use that influence for your benefit that is always going to be a temptation <clears throat> not my benefit actually let me that not my benefit. I can't tell you how many people, as I'm a pastor, I can't tell you how many times people coming up to me think I'm like, I don't even know what to say. They think I'm an apostle. Like, they think I wrote the Bible. They think I'm holier than them. They think I'm like a Catholic Pope. Some people look at me like that. And I can't tell you how many times I've been offered things because of this. Being in, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to tell y'all like it. For young pastors like myself, I'm 36, I guess. But young guys like me who go in the ministry make a wreck of their life because they can't, they don't have to handle this kind of influence. I need you to pray for me. Don't you. And lastly, point at Jesus whenever he gives you the opportunity. That doesn't mean awkward all of the time and you're like sitting at the lunch table with your buddies and you're like, Jesus! Don't do that. Okay? Don't do that. Don't be awkward. Don't be weird. Don't be mean. Just like when God, like, that was what happened with John. John got a Jesus glimpse. He saw Jesus clearly in the situation, physically. You're probably not going to see physical Jesus. But you're going to see Jesus showing up somewhere. And that's where you have an opportunity. Use your influence and point at that Jesus. That's the opportunity we're talking about. So you need a Christ-exalting. So, Humble view of self, superior view of Jesus, Christ-exalting view of influence. This is what I have for you tonight. And now we're going to pray. We're going to split into grow groups. We're going to just do guy-girl-girls tonight. Um, girls, if your group gets... Y'all wanted a big group. All right, Rowan. Yeah. Just so you know, the oldest person in oldest high schooler. Boys, we're going over next door. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending John before him to give us a model of what a Christ centered like. So I pray that you would meet us in our grow groups. Would just that time to help us learn and grow and love.